0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Queer We're Bay, Bay Podcast, Podcast Where two queer chicks talk queer shit nah. <laughs> I'm your host Aisley and with me is always my partner in crime Hello M- or, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that went straight <laughs> out the window I think what we should do is we should come up with like five different taglines to confuse <laughs> people They're like oh I thought their tagline was two queer chicks talk queer, queer shit, shit. Or, You know
1: I think instead, we should just have me take over a little bit more of the intro every <laughs> Each time. Each time,
0: until you just take over the podcast.
1: <laughs> until you're not <laughs> here anymore, and I'm just like, Ainsley?
0: <laughs> what happens to me? Do I die? Yeah. <gasps> <Hot laughs> twist. <laughs> so, as you read from the title already. Gay's Anatomy. We are not talking about gay people's body parts, because that'd be weird. That would but instead we are talking about Grey's anatomy wow i was trying to do a drum roll and you made it like 21st century gray's anatomy i don't know how you <laughs> want me to say it no so Grey's anatomy um, the tv show the tv show not the book <laughs> for those of you who know it's a
1: book oh my god
0: were you the one who told i know i'm just so (laughs) excited for the story were you the one who told me this story about somebody asking you for the book or was Um, this one of the other co-workers i don't
1: know tell the story and i'll let you know if it was me okay
0: i i'm not sure who it was but um as you know we work at a bookstore and one time uh one of my co-workers maybe maureen came up and was like i have the best story to tell you and i was like oh dumb customer stories i love it this customer apparently had asked my co-worker um for the book Grey's Anatomy, which is a little odd because it's just like this giant medical textbook almost, you know, super old.
1: (gasps) This was me. This this. was you. Yeah, go on. (laughs) No, no, you
0: finish the story because I don't remember exactly what they said. So
1: I think if the story was right, this person, or this could have been a different story, but this person comes up to me with like a big old Grey's Anatomy book in their hands because we have like a classic version of it and they bring it up to me. And they're like, I don't understand. And it has, like, a picture of a heart on the cover and stuff. And they've looked inside. And they're like, I thought this was the TV show in the book.
0: No, no. That's not the story. That's oh, really oops. lame. Like, a lot of people would probably assume, like, the Grey's Anatomy book has something to do with the show. Do
1: people really think that? I mean, I unfortunately,
0: guess. yeah. But like, Sorry I think that's it's, you, listener. <laughs> I think that's, like, kind of a, you know... An obvious mistake, but no, this person came up and was all like, okay, so like was this written by Meredith's mom? <gasps> oh, I think that was- no, yeah. <laughs> So that's your story. You just completely forgot your story. No, I think I've had a couple different Grey's Anatomy
1: people because I really think about it a lot. And a lot of people come up and are like, What is
0: this? Is this on the TV show? I'm like, does it look like Which it? is fine. But just the fact that this person like, was all like, was this written by, by, Ellis by, this, Gray? by this fictional character that doesn't exist? Oh, sweet jeez. <laughs> oh, geez. oh, oh that, that makes me happy. But yeah, so we're going to be talking about Grey's Anatomy today because it is probably Maureen's favorite show. In the world. Absolutely. And I have seen every episode. Because you have made me do that. Absolutely. I don't. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan. Like, I enjoy watching it, but I don't think it's great television.
1: She doesn't cry over the characters like I do. No, I
0: find it hilarious. I cry all the time. Yeah, like, you have this weird connection with them, like, you grew up with them or something. It's like I did. I kind of feel like I did. It's odd. Anyways, so Maureen's a big fan, I like the show, but what I really enjoy about the show and why I think it doesn't get enough credit, um, you know, obviously it's kind of like ABC family drama, you know, so it's not supposed to be this amazing, amazing show, but it does do something that a lot of shows don't do and they do it very correctly, I feel, Uh and that is diversity diversity (laughs) i just want to be your backup man you're like my hype man you're like the diversity no (laughs) no that didn't go over (laughs) (laughs) um so gray's anatomy you know i in my opinion should be given a little bit more credit for diversity's reasoning Uh uh-huh Because it does it so well, and it's been doing it long before it was kind of the cool thing to do in shows. Like, I'm all for diversity, showcasing um, different people of color, uh, different socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, different queers, you know. All of this, like, it makes television good. Uh We know this. The more diverse the cast, the more diverse the writing rooms, the better the show's gonna be. And now, that seems to kind of be, like, the new thing... Yeah. It's all like, oh, well, let's add our token queer to make our show diverse. Yeah. Let's not write good queer storylines or create a good queer character, but let's have it so it looks like we care. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, that's true for people of color and kind of everything, I feel, is like, let's stick them in. Let's have our token Give them a coming carry. out
1: storyline, call it a day.
0: Yeah, just, you know, be done with it. But Grey's Anatomy has been around... 15 years yeah I think so I believe 15 years um so back what would that be like 2003 2004 I guess is when it started I guess whatever I'm not great with dates or names or being prepared (laughs) (laughs) as you guys have figured out by now obviously (laughs) but um back in 2004 having diverse casts wasn't like a big thing like you Mm -hmm. had your black shows and then you had your other shows you know there was no in between it was kind of like oh are you a martin fan and family matters fan or are you like a three's company full house fan you know it was very like split down all of those went over probably a lot of people's heads my head i got full house that was all i got from that no but what i mean is just like for diversity sake Uh it was like oh yeah well black people have their own television and white people have their their mainstream television yeah you know it wasn't very meshed and I think Grey's Anatomy is one of the earlier shows that did that
1: yeah absolutely
0: okay so first season tell me about some of the diversity that you saw oh yeah we should probably explain the show the show and how we have to like separate it in like time period. okay because Fifteen seasons long.
1: There were some cast changes. There's a Surprise. lot of
0: cast changes. Most of the cast. So it kind of comes in groups, like seasons yeah. one through four and five through eight, and so Grey's Anatomy, the classic hit TV show, following
1: Meredith Grey, intern <laughs> at Grey. Well, no, I guess it wasn't Grace Sloan. It wasn't. Anyways,
0: what was the hospital called? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Oh, man, I can't even remember. I don't know. The the hospital's been through a multitude of name changes. Oh, my gosh. It's all the same hospital and the same people. (sighs) I even remember
1: the other hospital on the show, Mercy West, which we don't see. Like, they do cross. Anyways, not the point. Doesn't even matter. Really not the point. Meredith Gray, the wonderful new intern at the hospital that she works at. It's like her love affair with her steamy teacher-doctor-attending man and... Okay, you're frowning at my So,
0: Warren is very terrible I at explaining awful. things and giving away a lot of spoilers for no reason. Okay, well, the affair starts in the first episode, No, no, no so. but what I'm saying is, the show is not a... like. Don't say specifics to the show just be like the show is about a hospital and the people that work in the hospital. The show is about a hospital. <laughs> that makes it sound boring. No, cuz it's very drama packed and great connections with the characters. It's very soap opery. It's sexy. It's very dreamy. sexy. You got to say that. That's what matters. Yeah. Which is fine, but don't be like, okay, so Meredith, first season, this is what happens. <laughs> Second season, this because we're gonna be here all night. <laughs> okay, so instead of explaining Meredith's fifteen years on television, uh how we do it. How come we? Why don't we just like jump in to like the diverse characters and how great the show is? Oh, for the diverse. point of the episode. Yeah, the point of the podcast. <laughs> Well, look, I'm impassioned. <laughs> okay, so first season starts off. Um, Meredith and others are <laughs> interns at this hospital <laughs> whose name we don't remember currently because it's gone through two. Seattle m- Grace, Seattle Grace. Yay! Oh my god. Okay, so they're they're at the hospital. Tell us about some of the diverse characters that you first see. Okay, so you see first off Richard Weber.
1: Richard Weber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was I didn't know what that was supposed to be. Anyways, Richard Weber is head of surgery. He's the boss man on campus.
0: He's <laughs> he's chief of surgery.
1: What did I say? Head of surgery. Oh, he's chief of surgery. God, do I even watch this you're show? You're the
0: head of a department, right? And then you're the chief of surgery. Yeah, I okay right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay yeah yeah not that i'm not, so uh gray's anatomy teaches, <laughs> teaches you hierarchy <laughs> i know so richard weber he's black he's about what would you say 50 45 to 50 he's older uh, you know it's been so many years i i don't even want to take a guess at how old he was when it started oh my god that's true okay so somewhere in that very the up there age
1: god i shouldn't say up there oh okay. anyway somewhere in that age range so you have richard weber then you have miranda bailey She is also black she is what is she she's a resident in charge of the interns yeah in charge of like meredith's group
0: of of interns so that's how you meet her but what's great about um weber's character uh being the chief so he's the head honcho like he controls all the surgery Uh departments he runs the er kind of like from above so like he's the big man on campus so mm-hmm. having an older black person in the highest position of power mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing for a primetime television show yeah because we don't see that we don't see people of color in um anything in difficult positions oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean well yeah we don't see them in, back in 2004 <laughs> we didn't see them in anything um but again just having him be in such high regards is very very important and Mm -hmm. having him be an older black man i think is kind of important because that's not really showcased a lot it's always like again like fresh prince of bel-air like yeah you know what i mean i liked it and
1: he's like a really strong presence but he's like a very comforting fatherly presence in the show kind
0: of yeah which is i don't know i really liked it and then again miranda bailey um again in another being another uh, woman of color specifically in a position of power Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. I love it. And then there's one more um, black man who has a very, very important job, Burke. Preston Preston
1: Burke, that's it. Sorry, I was thinking (laughs) that's Isaiah Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. Preston Burke. So he is a cardio god, as they refer to them as. So he's a cardio surgeon, and I think he's head of the cardio. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. So he is like some rockin' brilliant man, and everybody loves and respects Mm -hmm. Preston Burke. Yeah, well, kind of an ass, but
0: to kind of break it down, surgery is kind of at least on this show, I don't know if it's true in real life. <laughs> professional's coming in <laughs> to tell you what's up here. You're right. Um, it's separated by, like, the surgeries that they do. So, like, you have, yeah. like, neurosurgery oh, in the say. brain. You have uh, cardiothoracic, which is going to be heart and lungs, you know. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of help you guys keep it straight. So, yeah. like, he's, he's pretty important. He works on hearts and lungs, and he's the head of that department. Mm-hmm. So, again, another person of color, um in a position of power, starting off the show. Like, that's what we start off with. Like, we're not like, oh, like, we don't have a diverse enough cast. You know, let's let's start adding the flavor of the week. No, it's very half and half. It's very much like, oh, like... Mm -hmm. there's white people and there's people of color and then you're probably one of your favorite one of (sighs) three favorites my all-time favorite sandra oh
1: yes i think she is my all-time favorite not even her character in the show but just sandra oh in general just in general yeah low-key in love anyways she is korean canadian well no it doesn't in the show she doesn't really have any sort of specific ethnicity. She's yeah. just Asian. And she's regarded as that in the past. Yeah. Which, you know, what are you going to do? It could be better.
0: Yeah. But what I like is it doesn't do like the stereotypical asian storylines of like oh my parents pushed me so hard right to- mother and father sent me to school i must study <laughs> yeah to, to make me this person or like they got me here or i spent 12 hours a day playing piano and studying it wasn't like that it was very much like i'm a badass bitch and i'm gonna be a fantastic surgeon yeah. Because I want to. She and really I'm does awesome. defy
1: stereotypes. And I yeah, it. and also... And she's mean. And like, in a yeah. nice way, because you don't see that kind of portrayal of like, oh, mean people. You're just like, oh, these
0: meek people who can't drive. Like, yeah, like... And I hate that. Yeah, it, it definitely does get away from the Asian stereotypes that we see very often on television shows. She wears leather, and she drives a motorcycle, oh, and yeah, she's she just... yeah, she drives like, a motorcycle. Yeah, she's just super, super awesome. So... It was nice to have, um, black people of color, nice to have Asians on the show, and not have them have these stereotypical, like, uh, ways about them, mm-hmm. you know, so their storylines were very, very good, and, um, the other characters of, of the show, you know, Meredith and the others are white, mm-hmm. so there are white doctors, there's black doctors, we have one Asian doctor starting off, so already mm-hmm. we're a very diverse group. But what I like about it is that they don't, like, separate them. They're all just, like, one big interconnected group. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, the black people are going to have their black storylines and the white people are going to have their white storylines. It's very much just like, here are their storylines that are happening. And the white people don't get more significant Mm -hmm. um, storylines than the people of color. It's very even-matched. Yeah, I think Especially it is. starting off. Like, obviously, it's called Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> Meredith Grey. So the focus is on her and how these other people's lives interconnect with hers. But it really does a good job of giving every character a storyline. Yeah. Regardless of race, which is really, really nice. Yeah, it reminds you that they're not token characters. Yeah, and especially having the most significant positions, Mm -hmm. being people of color, is very, very important again. Just because it's not like, oh, you know, this black person comes from the ghetto and they had to work so hard and everybody shits on (laughs) them and they'll never get a position of power like stereotypical storyline is.
1: Which is funny because I don't think I see that storyline anywhere in the series that I can think of. Nope.
0: Nope. It's all just just like, no, I'm just a strong person of color.
1: Same goes for all the other ethnicities. Like, as Mm -hmm. I think of it... Uh, you know a lot of them i don't think many or any of them really prescribe to that stereotypic story which is nice no. you know for gray's anatomy which has to go for like 15 that's a lot of characters so yeah. it's nice that they didn't tap into that for any of them
0: yeah okay so let's talk about our first queer character that comes in which would be callie torres Calia p yes she's beautiful you can take her is. sarah ramirez uh, she's she's one of my favorite characters um just because what i like is that i'm I, i'm gonna use the word stereotype so many times in this podcast so i apologize oh, in the advance no. <laughs> i know right uh um but she's not like the typical actress that you would see mm-hmm. you know she, her body's different. Her body's different. But realistic. Like, yeah. so realistic. She's...
1: Because... Uh, Mexican? A lot of people on Grey's, I will say, have, like, very classically attractive Like, bodies.
0: classic actor, actress body. Super skinny. Blonde hair. Yeah. White skin. And, I mean, they
1: make a point about that, at, you know, like, mm-hmm. in the first season with Izzy and stuff, but still, it's just, like, a lot of
0: yeah attractive people. Yeah, so when Callie comes in... Um, different she has hips she looks like like what a doctor would look like which is really nice and she's (laughs) an ortho god so she controls all the bone breaking and setting and
1: Mm.
0: oh yeah strong yeah she does all the drilling into bone she does all the really really gross stuff so what i liked about that is having a woman in that position
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because that's not a position you would think women would do but they do every day yeah. Um. So it was nice having her, and then also having. Um. Now we have. I don't know. Is 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 she considered Mexican in the show? Do they say her actual ethnicity, or is she just kind of some form of Latin American? Gosh, I thought
1: she was Latina,
0: but I don't. I'm not sure. It doesn't really tell you. Like no, they, they don't, don't shout out ethnicities. But um, having a Latina woman, um, you know, not be the nurse. Mm-hmm. I think is important <laughs> because I think again, you know we we put ethnicities into categories uh especially when it comes to job categories even without meaning to but i'm yeah. like oh housekeeping because that's how they're portrayed like you yeah know, like, like we we see them more even as like the nurses a lot of the time yeah. um if they're so lucky <laughs> um so it was really nice to have a latina woman in a diff, like a badass
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh profession yeah. And it not be, like, weird, you Yeah, know? they
1: didn't make a big spectacle of it.
0: No, they weren't just like, oh, again, like, I've come from so little. Like, no, her family's rich. Uh-huh. She's like a princess or something, right? No, I don't know. No, princess, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I think they are wealthy. Oh, They're yeah, very she wealthy. is really wealthy. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, she's very wealthy. So, it, uh, again, it's one of those things where, like, no, I'm just... This is what I want to do, and I work towards it. But the greatest thing about Callie uh-huh. is that she is bisexual. Bisexual! And having um, a bisexual woman, you know, what, 2005, 2006-ish, I think is when she comes on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I could be very off on my dates, but... <laughs> yeah. Confident it's it's in the first couple seasons. Well, she... What I like about it is that it's not the, the typical... Um, bisexual storyline where, you know, she's all like, well, I've experimented with girls before, but I want to end up with a man. Yeah, It's not like that. She's very much like, no, I'm bisexual. I'm going to have a significant relationship with a man, which she does. Uh-huh. And then once that relationship doesn't work out, she's open to dating men or women and just so happens to have significant relationships with women afterwards. Uh-huh. So I think it's very important to show bisexuality as that, as not like, oh, well, like, I'll kiss girls at parties, (laughs) or, like, oh, yeah, you know, I've slept with women in the past, but as, like, a very real sexuality in the sense where, like, whoever comes along that I'm attracted to, that's Mm. what I'm gonna go for. Well, and I think, like, neither,
1: excuse me, neither relationship of hers was considered insignificant, which I love. Like, they were both real, significant relationships, and it Mm -hmm. wasn't like she cheated on somebody, and that's, you know. yeah. No. But anyways, yeah,
0: so uh, one of the women um, that spoiler alert Callie dates on the show is another heart surgeon. Oh, yeah, 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 Erica, Erica Hahn. I was waiting for you I to say her face. I was like, <laughs> is she? Yeah, she's a heart surgeon. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, Erica Hahn?
1: Erica Hahn. I don't think she's in the series for that long. She's white. You know,
0: can't avoid it everywhere no but you know we don't have a queer white person on the show at this time that's true we'll take any queer we can get yeah so i think it still shows diversity just because they're not a person of color and queered.
1: yeah i guess it's still important i know anyways erica hahn she's a heart surgeon and i think this is her first if i'm not mistaken i think it was her first lesbian relationship
0: yeah um i don't
1: know what else about her I liked her. She was a really strong woman. Don't you want to do the, the quote that you love so much I don't from even her? like it. I don't like it. I think it's really corny. And I always butcher it, and I can't remember it. But at one point, she says to Callie, she's, like, referring to sex or something or just their relationship. I think the relationship in general. It was just after sex, I think. Okay. Right? I don't know. Maybe mistaken. And she was like, it was like getting glasses, and all of a sudden, you could see the leaves on the trees. Yeah. And just like...
0: Basically, she, she's trying to explain that, um, you know, she didn't know that this is how, like, relationships or sex or okay. experienced it. She's kind of open up to it, mm-hmm. which, I, which I like because Callie is kind of like, I'm bisexual, my parents aren't necessarily okay with me being with women, they want me to end up with a man, which is a good storyline because that definitely happens. But yeah. this is a storyline that also happens, having a woman later in life. Uh, Because, you know, she's a surgical attendee, so, you know, she has to be above 30, pretty Uh much. Um, Having a woman a little bit later in life discovering that this is a possible sexuality that she'd be into. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. So I think it's important. Like, yes, it's a coming out story, which I always make fun of, but again, this is early two thousand mid two thousands, I <laughs> should say, where it wasn't like happening on every show. So it's it true. It is important to have a coming out story, but I do think that it's important that it's not the typical like, oh I'm a teen and I'm coming out and my parents and my friends are gonna, you know Disown me and not gonna be accepting of it. Instead it was like i have to accept this for myself because i didn't realize it
1: gosh that's a really good way of looking at it yeah i don't think we've ever discussed that
0: yeah but then callie's like peace and then moves on
1: no i think erica was like peace erica left oh really yeah she left the, the hospital harm. over like a big thing anyways oh huh. Okay. watch the show find out Bam, <laughs> there you go all 15 seasons. i guess we'll have to rewatch that i guess so anyways next
0: person who's next um, we can stick with queer, or... Yeah, let's stick with queer. Let's do the let's next queer. queer.
1: Yeah, yeah, can yeah, we queer. do it? Okay, we do her. Okay, you know what? I shouldn't have spoken so early. Sandra Oh, well, her character is not my favorite. My favorite character of all time in any TV show is Arizona Robbins.
0: Now, what I have to say about Arizona is, if there was any television character that I can be like, yeah, that encompasses the spirit and what I interpret to be Maureen as, <laughs> like, Arizona is her, just super bubbly and sweet and loves babies and children. (laughs) Maybe that's why I love Arizona so much, because she's me. She
1: is so you. That is really embarrassing. Yeah, definitely. she's my favorite person ever. So, Arizona's backstory, which you come to find, is that she grew up with a bunch of brothers, and her Mm -hmm. family is very accepting of who she is. They've always at least since she was younger known that she was gay and they're a-okay with that and she lives her best gay life
0: yeah which again is such a great storyline to have um first off i have to mention again she is a white queer person yeah um but she takes the title of lesbian and it's never questioned which Mm -hmm. i love in this show is that when somebody um says something about their sexual orientation or who they are as a person. Like, it's never like, oh, yeah, but let's do a storyline where they question that. It was never a question for Arizona. It was always just like, I am a lesbian. Done. Period. Dot. Uh Uh-huh. Over with.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, So she and Callie, which is, (laughs) I just love how she rebuffs Callie. Because Callie and her are, like, talking in an elevator or something. And she's interested in Callie. And Callie somehow mentions that she hasn't been on the lady rodeo that many times like she had erica Han, and arizona's like oh no i see babies all day i love that new look but i don't want that new puppy look in you no thank you and she like walks away and she She pieces out
0: she was so rude about it and that's her prerogative but it was just like what and Tally's like wait (laughs) but like i get it like even though you're the same age range Uh and you both have attraction for each other that doesn't mean that you're both mature enough or, like, ready enough to be in a relationship like uh-huh. that. So I think it was good to mention because I think especially when it comes to sexuality, it, it all of a sudden becomes such a big part of your identity. Especially when you're younger, if you discover it when you're younger. Uh-huh. It's, like, everything that you are. In some regard, that's how people perceive you. That's how you perceive yourself is through your sexuality because you haven't had enough life experience yet. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of date people around that and it's okay because everybody's kind of in that same place. But once you get older and start to have more experiences and then you're not so confined um, to your identity being linked to your sexuality, I think you can... Kind of be like, ooh, I don't really want somebody at that level. I want somebody a little bit more in my range who doesn't need... That That sexuality isn't such a big part of me. Yeah. It's not so new to you.
1: The best part of it for me is the idea that she can be picky enough to not date Callie just because just because they're both gay. gay which is I feel in some regards unrealistic because how many people does any given gay person have lined up at their door because there just aren't that many to date no see, that's a bad way of looking at no, it. no that's
0: where I completely disagree because I think that is a problem that is showcased on television shows it's like okay well we have like a queer character and so we're gonna introduce a queer character and they're gonna get together uh-huh. and it's like that in every TV show storyline for, for gay people. It's like, I, I've i come true. out, this is the only other gay kid at school, so I'm going to be with them. Oh my god. So I think on Grey's Anatomy, this was such an interesting storyline for her to be like, there's other gay people, I don't need to date the one that's straight in front of me. <laughs> like, that's really important, because yeah, especially when people are younger in school, and like high school and stuff, whatever, I think it is that way a lot, like, mm-hmm. oh... Well, like there's only two of us there's only three of us so who's <laughs> gonna date who you know um but as you get older and you get more in, into the community you can kind of find that oh no there are options like I can mm-hmm. have standards I can have you know options almost yeah you know so I, I think it's important but like the best part about Callie and Arizona's um storylines are their storyline together because, you know, they are a couple, and they're a very, very significant couple. So we have lots of significant couples on the show for seasons long. You know, we we have the big couples. But mm-hmm. Cal and Arizona are one of those big couples. And having a lesbian relationship be on the forefront of, like, relationship goals mm-hmm. is really awesome. It is. Well, I know we've talked about their sex scenes. I don't know if you
1: wanted to go into that. Or oh, something.
0: yeah. We could talk about their sex scenes a little but, bit.
1: Like, their sex scenes are steamy and lovely. And it's just like in a show that is made up wholly off of doctors having sex and yeah. people, like hooking up with each other. It's nice to have two women hooking up with each other. And I don't think it's. As steamy as the steamiest straight sex scene—sorry, that was <laughs> alliteration in the show—but I do think it is fairly steamy, given what you would usually see, which is like, "Oh, I'm gonna touch you over the shirt, maybe get a little boob action," you know, versus yeah. like the straight where it's people. all like,
0: "Okay, kiss, kiss, light turns off," mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I think the straight
1: people, it's like, "Oh, look, your shirt is off, your pants are off, you're in your underwear." And then, like, the light turns off as I'm... Like, I know there's this one scene between two characters where he is going down on her, and it's implied very heavily Mm -hmm. as you, like, hear her pants, like, the little drawstring pulls. And she's, like, you only see her from the torso up, and she's like, oh, 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 you know? And it's like, that's what I
0: get from that, but I can't have lesbians with more than just, like, a shoulder touch. Yeah. So I definitely agree. They they're at least significant, like, you see them kiss each other goodbye at work, which Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, because I think with a lot of queer relationships, um, you know, they hug goodbye, and they hug hello, (laughs) or, like, you know, they touch, like you said, touch each other's shoulders, but they don't do, like, the normal relationship intimacy things Uh that the straight couples do, and especially since they work together, they're around each other a lot, like, they should touch each other. Yeah. Um, so they they do show that um i do agree that the sex scenes aren't as intimate but we don't know if that's like the actors didn't want to do something or if the writing didn't really want it or production we don't know why it was like that but it was still for prime time television i think it was a big leap forward on sex scenes Mm -hmm. you know because obviously on channels like hbo and showtime you know the sex scenes get very very hot and heavy, <laughs> but on prime time you can't. You have to be a little bit more strict. Yeah, they they have a lot more protocols to kind of follow, and unfortunately a lot of those fall into queer relationships, uh-huh. <laughs> not being able to showcase um, sexual things as much. <laughs> it's definitely changing now, which is good. But we do have to give credit to Grey's Anatomy for kind of pushing a little bit of that boundary forward. Yeah, I they think. totally did. Can't argue so. it. All right, let's get back on our diversity ch- train okay um I guess Jackson I was gonna say Jackson hit me with Jackson Jackson
1: world's handsomest man literally I hate him no I love him he's just like so handsome and they brought him in so he comes in I don't know as an intern or something
0: yeah he comes in as an intern yeah
1: from like a different hospital so a bunch Mm -hmm. of those interns come in So, he's black, but the important thing to note is that he's obviously mixed. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a very light-skinned black. I don't think his eyes... What are they? They're, like, green or something. They're
0: colored eyes. They're They're very... Yeah, they're colored
1: eyes. They're very dreamy. Anyways. (laughs) 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 And he is son of an... uh, Well, I guess we don't have to go
0: into his mother yet. No, but um, like you mentioned, this is the first time where we see um, a mixed-race person on the show which again is something that doesn't get showcased a lot it's kind of overlooked a lot yeah um you know we obviously unfortunately in the television and film business when we hire people of color we tend to try and go for lighter skin people of color we yeah we we want more the 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 the, mocha yeah the caramel (laughs) yeah that's that's what we go for (laughs) um but having a mixed race character say that they're mixed raced and Uh show that they're mixed race is really really important because i don't think mixed races they're usually just fetishized and they're not like shown as like whole people yeah absolutely
1: well and i like that he's i think he is the first black character or i want to say character of color that is really brought in as like a heartthrob kind of character yeah because you know like richard Weber. He's not your heartthrob. He's, like, 50. No. He's pop over there. You know, even Preston Burke, he's not really, like, a heartthrob. He's kind of the scary teacher who's really mm-hmm. mean, but you're going to learn a lot from. So, you know, I don't think any people of color as of that point, like, any of the men, are really treated as, like, sexy characters coming in.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think that was
1: really refreshing. Oh, yeah.
0: But what's nice is that Jackson um, knows that he is privileged about being yeah. mixed race. You know, he talks about... Uh, his looks. He talks about being pretty. Like he knows it's an advantage um for people of color to be more appealing to white people. Uh huh. You know, and he he doesn't hide behind that. He's like, hey, no, like I'm privileged for this, which is something like, whoa, that's not talked about. Like mm-hmm. we all know it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's a terrible thing, but we don't talk about it. We don't show it on TV. We're not yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, being white white as can be is better Mm -hmm. but yet we see that in everything we just don't specifically say it Mm -hmm. so having jackson say it is really really important like hey bitches like yeah it's nice and he has like the double privilege you know he's rich and he's
1: mixed race you know they make a big thing a lot of his identity is being a rich man Mm -hmm. you know and then that mixed in with the mixed race you know it was really interesting he's a cool character
0: yeah so it's 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 kind of hard, you know, for someone, uh, people like us, where we're like, we know that mixed race people are fetishized. Like, oh, you're going to make such cute caramel babies. babies. Oh, my God. But then also see Jackson as, like, a really good character. And, like, he's uh-huh. very attractive. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard for me to be like, oh, no, I shouldn't consider him the heartthrob because it has this, like, fetish aspect behind it. Yeah but it is also really nice to have a person of color as the heartthrob. Well, and
1: he's put in there specifically to be the heartthrob. There's yeah, no he doubt is. about it. He's just like he comes in with those those eyes. That sexy look, not even the eye color we're talking
0: about, but just no. like he has this look in him and he's just mm. Yeah um we can talk about his mom because she is a woman of color yeah Catherine avery she's Mm -hmm. a
1: powerhouse oh she's freaking awesome so she's just like this powerful she runs a corporate well no a foundation excuse me foundation Mm -hmm. is the word so she like runs a foundation she's also a a urologist i know my medical um and she's just like a fantastic surgeon and she's super confident and she's amazing she's black Mm-hmm. Sorry, that would be important to mention. She's black and the um, Jackson's father is white.
0: Yeah, so what I love about Catherine is again having like an older person of color is kind of important. Oh yeah, because she's around, when we meet Weber's her, she's age. probably, yeah, she's Richard Weber's age, around 50 at that point, mm-hmm. 55 maybe. And just to give you guys a heads up on the spoiler alert, it doesn't really matter, but her and Weber do get together, and what's kind of cool about this is that we see an older couple mm-hmm. that, like, is still sexual, yeah like that sounds kind of gross saying it but like they cuddle they kiss well because we're all ageist and we believe that old people can't (laughs) make sweet sweet love to each other (laughs) yeah we feel this way but then when it's shown on the show with Weber and um mama Avery (laughs) it's really endearing it's really cute it is. I like, like it. Like, how much they love each other and how much they're into each other still.
1: They have a really good relationship that I think is portrayed. You know, it's warm and it's romantic and they support each other and it's sexual. Yeah. Because Catherine Avery is inherently, like, a sexual human being. Yeah.
0: Um. So I think on the note of heartthrobs from Jackson, we get uh-huh. another heartthrob i don't know it. who mr ben warren oh
1: ben warren he's yeah yeah, i like him he's gosh i can't oh i'm sorry
0: dr ben warren
1: dr ben warren (laughs) so he is miranda bailey's love interest yeah love interest um so he is also black and he's like a really big black guy yeah you know like like physically he is a large man he's not heavy but he's like a very
0: tall large yeah, man he's tall and he is built and he's got a deep voice mm-hmm. the ben warren voice so here Still very attractive yes very attractive mm-hmm. and he is looked at as like the heartthrob because you know He is big, he's athletic, he's Uh sexy. Uh, Bailey's into him, so he's seen as the heartthrob, which, again, Mm -hmm. having a person of color. Um, One thing to mention is that he's Mm darker-skinned, and like we said, he's a large man with a deep voice, Mm -hmm. so he would be what white people are threatened by. Yeah. Correct. He's he's what women who are walking down the street would cross the street from. And so it kind of plays off of this inherent racism Mm -hmm. that people have against like large black men Mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice to have him on the show and be probably one of the sweetest yeah on the show but they also show his aggressiveness they're not afraid to show um
1: like him yelling about
0: things yeah they're not he gets angry yeah they're not afraid to show a person of color having emotions Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time when we have people of color on shows we don't want to put them in any sort of bad light you know we want Mm -hmm. the black people to endear them and we want white people to not be offended by them yeah but Grey's Anatomy is like f that this is how a person would react to this situation they would get aggressive they would get emotional Mm -hmm. you know they would yell they would whatever and to have that be from such a large uh quote unquote threatening man yeah is great because it's it's kind of breaking down those barriers of like black people can be aggressive and not hurt you. Yeah. Well I mean I think it comes down to
1: they can be aggressive but not threatening. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not even that they are not threatening, it's that we are not perceiving them as threatening. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's a lot of what it is with him.
0: Yeah. So, who do you want to talk about next?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: You want to do Maggie, I guess? Sure.
1: Maggie. Do Maggie. I love Maggie. So, Maggie is like this brilliant young doctor who's very young for her profession, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, she's that like whiz kid. You know, she's like the mm-hmm. child prodigy. She's black. She's very black. She has like really black hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: don't know. I really like her. Yeah. Well, what's important about her is she's not just, like, another person of color to throw um, on the show. She has this great storyline of being adopted, for one. Uh Uh-huh. So, I always think adoption stories are interesting, and I think being um, a person of color in an adoption story is something that needs to be looked at a lot, um, just because it's not really shown a lot. Like, yeah, all, all the... Characters on television that I can think of that come from adoption stories are always, like, cute little white boys. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So having um, a little girl of color being adopted into a black family, I think, is something very important mm-hmm. to show that, you know, it's not just white families adopting babies all the time. Like, black people adopt babies, too. <laughs> you know, so I think that's interesting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: with our, like, white savior complex. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but what else is interesting is, you mentioned it, she's very, very young. Uh-huh. So she's this amazing cardio surgeon who, you know, went to college at a very young age, got through medical school, which, you know, I think little geniuses are never shown as girls, for one. Yeah. And they are most definitely not shown as girls of color. Mm -hmm. And Maggie does both of those things. It shows people, like, hey, yeah, your boy can play the cello, (laughs) but, like, there's other genius like kid geniuses out there there's savants Uh out there that are girls and people of color so i really like maggie's storyline i I like her upbringing
1: did you ever see that movie akila and the bee the spelling bee no
0: (laughs) i know what you're talking about
1: though but i I haven't seen seen it forever but it just it was just cute anyways not the point (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that smart young black girl i just i love that narrative anyways
0: Who's, Ooh, who's next? next? Um, I guess our next queer person. Katerina. Is that her name? Oh, my God. Is it not? Katerina.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Katerina. I don't know why I'm calling her Katerina in my head. Okay, we'll go with it. Sister DeLuca, right? Sister DeLuca. Let's call her that. That okay. makes her sound like a nun. Sister no. DeLuca. <laughs> um, so she is Italian, and you meet her. Well, her brother is in the show, so you see mm-hmm. her brother, who is also Italian um and then she comes in later and she comes in as a, like she's bisexual, right? I think.
0: I can't remember if she's bisexual or She is
1: because she um she just loves orgasms. Yeah, absolutely. But she has a thing with a male doctor. Oh, does she? Okay, I don't remember that, but okay, she's bisexual. We'll mm-hmm. go with that. So she's bisexual
0: um and she ends up with Eric, well, Do I want to say that? No, you don't want to say who she ends up with, but just say that she has relationships with women on the show. Oh, okay.
1: Well, she has relationships with women on the show and men, which I Mm -hmm. like. And hers is more casual. So, you know, it's like Callie. I think it was a good foil to Callie who had these really serious relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think Sister DeLuca's are (laughs) slightly more casual, but not in like a bad way. And I No. And it's not like an I'm cheating on everybody way. It's just like a very upfront... I enjoy sex, we can have a relationship, but, like, it's not this lasting commitment for life, you know?
0: So, a few things, um, on the bisexual end, like you said, a great foil to Callie where she can have casual hookups with both men and women and it not be a big deal. The other great thing about her is that I guess she's some sex doctor? Yeah, so she's an OB-GYN. Oh, okay, okay. But here. she has, like, the focus... I think she's doing
1: research on, like, the female orgasm. Yeah. the male, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: So, having a woman talk about sex, mm-hmm. having casual sex, and not be shown in a bad light or in a slutty light... Yeah. Is awesome! Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love her character. Now, I wanted to talk about her and her brother. Mm-hmm. So, brother DeLuca isn't queer or what most people would consider a person of color. But Mm -hmm. they're both Italian. Their parents live in Italy. They both speak Italian. Yeah. So we don't really consider Italians people of color in America anymore. But a hundred years ago they were not considered white at all. And Ainsley's a history buff, so you bet you're going <laughs> to listen to this. No, it's just really interesting. Um, there's this great book called White Trash that kind of explains the the concept of, like, what white is to people. Mm-hmm. And it's always changing, obviously. Yeah. But, um you know in the late 1800s early 1900s when when people really started to immigrate to the united states especially in the new york east coast area you know the italians the irish the poles they were looked at as dirty immigrants Mm -hmm. you know they weren't considered white because they weren't from you know western europe they're not english they're not french you know so i do want to (laughs) <laughs> make that a Get point. Get a history
1: lesson in for the day.
0: Yeah, I do want to, you know, it's it's something important to talk about, and also we don't see a lot of um, prominent Italian that's true, people. Characters. Yeah, the characters are always really bad. They're always, like, loud New Yorkers who, you know, eat pasta in their tank tops. You know, Italians <laughs> are not shown. They're the Guidos in a, and Guidettes. Yeah, they're just not shown in a good light, and now we have two doctors on a show doing great amazing things that aren't these terrible americanized stereotypes that we've put on the italian people Uh so i think i think it's really important to talk about so i don't care if it's a history lesson man it's important yeah 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 (laughs) all right who's who's after that uh there's zola i don't i don't know if you want to mention zola don't spoil Uh, anything
1: just very briefly, mm-hmm. Zola is a child character. Mm-hmm. From Africa. From Africa, who was adopted by one of the doctors.
0: Yeah. Well, what's <laughs> great about Zola's storyline is that, you know, she was taken to America to get healthcare, basically, because she uh-huh. was a really, really sick baby. Um, and then doctors fall in love with her, and then they adopt her. So I think it is kind of a cool storyline because... You know, obviously, white people do adopt black children, and that's what happens in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of like, they kind of show, like, the difficulties of white people raising black people. Yeah, but With I her think hair. <laughs> Through her hair, obviously, that's usually the go-to. Like, how will I know how to do her hair? She's <laughs> black! Um, but it does really kind of show, you know, when it comes to adoption, if you just love the child and have good people around it yeah they're gonna turn out okay but what i like about how they show white people raising a black daughter is you know people in the hospital there's a lot of people of color around her Mm -hmm. which i think is important when you have a black child in a white family you do need to surround them with black culture still and black people so that they have people that look like them and have people to look up towards Mm -hmm. which is what happens in the show yeah
1: yeah So, she's interesting. And then another kind of minor character, not as minor as the child, but Sam um, DeLuca. Oh, I forgot about Sam. What's his first? Andrew. 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 We always talk about this. Anyways, Andrew DeLuca's girlfriend. So, she was in college, and then she comes to the hospital, and they had broken up, and it's this big thing. But anyway, she's not there for that long. It can't be more than a season.
0: No. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe. And then she and I (laughs) I was trying to say, I don't like this as much because I don't like how suddenly it was kind of thrust upon it. But it was just like her last episode is like, oh, I'm an illegal immigrant. I ran a red light. Ice is coming after me. I've got to flee the country, which was like it was just really quick and kind of out of left field.
0: Yeah, I think it's. It's tough because it is an important story to tell because it is something that happens, Mm -hmm. that illegal immigrants aren't just day laborers or rapists like some people like to put the title on them as. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They can be prominent people in society. Um, So having it be, here is this intern, went to medical school, is a doctor, is learning to become a surgeon, is going to save lives, Mm -hmm. get out of the country. Yeah. Because you're an immigrant.
1: It wasn't... I mean, I will give it to Gray's. Like, it was an interesting story. Mm-hmm. You know, and it... It was just too quick. It has Miranda Bailey discussing with an ICE agent, mm-hmm. you know, like, why are you doing this? And he doesn't like his job, but it's just what he's paid to do, you mm-hmm. know. And, it, I mean, it explored as much as you could explore in a single episode. Yeah. But... It
0: was, it was, just... it was a little quick, but I think they needed something to wrap up, um... The se- I, I can't remember if it was in the season finale or like the winter finale or something, but I don't
1: know. Honestly, it just felt to me like the character was like, "Oh, hey, I got another gig acting. How do you want to send me out?" And they're like, "Let's make a cool story out of it."
0: Yeah, it's just kind of tough because you never know who like is gonna stay for the next season because you yeah. don't know who you want to pay for. I just felt like it was pulled out of the ass.
1: You know, like let's throw this in real quick, call it a day. Yeah,
0: I agree i agree but still important nonetheless all right so a couple of minor do you want queer characters i guess we can mention yes um that aren't really important
1: the lady loves
0: yeah so there's a few women that come in and out of the main queer women's lives uh-huh right okay so there's lauren boswell yes correct what is she she's white she, well, she's white. No, I meant, like, what position? Does she work? I don't know. She does, like, a face surgery, I want to say. Oh, uh, okay. I can't I don't remember know much about her. Um, but it is just kind of nice to have um, another queer person on the show, um, another queer doctor. Always important to showcase that <laughs> queer people can be doctors for two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on there for very long, but it is nice. Again, that option idea yeah. that queer people don't have to only date the one other queer person
1: yeah and like theoretically some odd percent of doctors are going to be queer so it's nice to see that not every doctor coming through the door is a straight doctor yeah
0: very nice um (laughs) in Grey's Anatomy it's 50-50 another one is Eliza yeah who comes in um also white also, white, she's a, I don't know, like a fixer, I guess. She's more like, like an consultant. A, yeah, where like some things happen to the hospital, some damage is done, some bad practices happen, so she comes in to try and clean it up. Yeah. And then again, another um, lesbian woman on the show. She's, not, she's only in it for like a season, and then she like pieces out.
1: Is it even a full
0: season? I remember <laughs> Probably so not. Well. Yeah, so she kind of just comes in, does her thing comes back out but again important because like hey there's options there's more queer women um and then do you want to talk about leah because i can't remember anything about her okay leah murphy i don't even think that she was on the show for a while
1: yeah no no she was i just don't even think that her sexuality was really announced in any way no it wasn't honestly i don't even know if it was hinted at i remember i know that one of the other male doctors that was, like, her, you know, intern with her had a big old crush on her, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, she ends up getting a crush on one of the female doctors, like, a mm-hmm. really big crush. Like, sexual harassment level crush. Yes, so she files sexual harassment charges, I think because she felt like she was being denied education yeah, because the other lady doctor knew that leah was into her and so didn't want to teach leah yeah which we'll leave that up to you to solve the case
0: (laughs) yeah but it's kind of a cool power dynamic uh Mm -hmm. storyline because here you have this queer woman of power Uh uh-huh and then you have this queer woman that's not in power Uh uh-huh and then kind of like this this struggle of like well, like, how much is sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. What things am I allowed to say and do that constitutes this? Which I think is, like, a real um, issue when it comes to queer people because I think especially lesbian women are usually deemed as, like, predatory, especially older ones. Mm -hmm. And so to have one that definitely wasn't predatory and kind of be called out for being predatory Mm -hmm. is a cool storyline because I think it does happen a lot especially in a differing um power struggle yeah. storyline. So well, I think I think it was cool.
1: And I think it's nice because this this show is practically built off of the bats of attending's dating interns. Yeah and it is. These like maybe inappropriate in <laughs> relationships. So I just appreciate <laughs> because like ninety percent of the relationships are going on between teachers and students. You know, yeah. in some aspect. You know, so I think this is just, like, right up there with the straight ones.
0: Oh, yeah. um, Another woman of color who we haven't mentioned is Edwards. Edwards. I like Edwards a lot. So, Edwards is one of the
1: interns. interns, and so she's black. She's a lot like Maggie. She's very black. She has black hair. She's, you know, her identity is in her blackness. And so, her kind of thing comes up with one of the other... One of her mentors, excuse me, chooses another resident over her, you Mm -hmm. know, for reasons that I don't quite remember. But, you know, the white mentor felt justified in it and by no means is portrayed as a racist in the show. You know, she's just a smart woman and she just chose one intern over the other. And Maggie, who was, as we talked about, the whiz kid black doctor, brought it up with the white mentor who asked her, like, did that look we'll like... Well will just say her name's Amelia, Amelia. to make it Thank easy. God. <laughs> I'm trying not to spoil her. Anyways, Amelia brings it up with Maggie, and she's like, did that look like I was choosing one doctor over Edwards because the other doctor was white and Edwards is black? And then Maggie did this, like, whole beautiful lesson on, like, it's not my job to teach you these things. Like, yeah. you have to look at your intent, you know, and it was just really beautiful. But anyways, to bring it back to Edwards... So I think Edwards was just kind of a really important character because she was the one who brought up that she feels like she is chosen last because she is black. Yeah. You know, and that she has to be wary of that. Not necessarily that that's what happens every time, but that that's in her head that she has to think through that.
0: Yeah, because I could only imagine being a woman and a person of color, so being a double minority in in a job such as being a surgical intern. Uh Uh-huh probably goes through her mind a hundred times a day like am i being the black person here Uh and i think that goes through a lot of people of color's minds in every setting in at school at events clubs even like am i just the black person here is Uh that why i'm here yeah so i think very important lesson Mm -hmm. and then maggie's approach to telling Amelia, like it's not my job to tell you if you're being racist or not like that's not a black person's burden to be like okay but white people let me teach you how to be better people right obviously like there are wonderful people of color that champion that and put that on their backs and want to educate and want to teach but it is not every black person's job to teach white people yeah beautiful sentiment absolutely beautiful Hmm. so i think the last kind of section of characters we need to talk about are the ones that have the, the interns that have come this round yeah last round of interns so first off i don't know names sorry don't care they're not really mentioned very heavily in the show yeah but um there is one woman who mm-hmm. wears a hijab a hijab <laughs> um i don't know her name uh, again like the interns um aren't really showcase like and they even have, like, one of them had a
1: storyline. One of the guys, and I can't even remember his name. He had yeah. that little story.
0: Anyways, not the point. They get nicknames anyways. Yeah, so, so there is a Muslim woman uh-huh. who actively practices her religion. And that's kind of interesting to show a person actually wearing a hijab on television and yeah. not have it be her whole life. Yeah. Or, like, be, like, hey, like, like a teaching lesson Like, oh, like, this is what this is, people. Like, we have to be accepting. It's not like that. It's just, like, that's part of who she is. That's her religion she practices. Cool, sweet, done. We don't have to, like, make it her identity. We don't have to make it this big stink. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed that. Um, And then there is actually um, a trans man on the show.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about him. Yeah. Oh, my God, I totally forgot about
0: him. I forget his name. Oh,
1: I have no idea. I just think of him as like sergeant or lieutenant he was army yeah
0: or like military of some sort he was a military guy so and like you said like everybody just gets nicknames but kind of hard to remember um so that's really cool having a trans person on television that's super freaking cool isn't something that's shown a lot Mm mm-hmm you know like it's kind of a niche thing people mm-hmm. assume like oh well there's not a lot of trans people out there so like why do they need to be on every television show but like, like what we used to hear about queer people 10 years ago but like in a hospital of like 500 doctors there
1: is bound to be there's a trans gotta person. be a trans
0: person right
1: i know that one is like oh i forget about
0: that sometimes <laughs> yeah. and it rocks my socks and i just hate the argument of like well like there's not a lot of them so we shouldn't represent it what what argument is that like like, all these storylines on greys never happen in real life right like polls do not skewer three people at a time (laughs) and they come in and it's as beautiful right? (laughs) it's like none of these storylines happen in real life but yet we still portray them (laughs) so like this whole thing like oh trans people aren't a big population it what? That's not an (laughs) argument for television. Television is supposed to be entertainment, and it's important to have all walks of life on television so people don't feel terrible about themselves. They're like, hey, this is a thing that actually exists. Like, crazy. Mm Mind-blowing. So, there's a trans man, and like you said, what's really cool is the fact that, like, Mm ex-military, which I think trans people don't get the don't get like the military background story they don't get the doctor story yeah they're very much just like they're trans but who knows what else they do with their lives <laughs> because everything revolves around them being trans <laughs> like that's the only story they get Yeah, you know so it's really really cool that he's like this hacker mm-hmm. guy from the military who knows a bunch of computer stuff really good intern like I think that's adorable like, yeah, that's so great to have a trans person have an actual storyline that has nothing to do with them he's mentioned he's trans once uh-huh. and that's all they needed to do like i think it was like in his interview to be an intern he's like well like i'm trans and they're like cool sweet don't give a fuck like what i think it was like talking about how he hacked a system
1: mm-hmm. somewhere like he had some kind of like charge on his background check or something and it was like do you remember this? Oh, and I might yeah. totally be off base. And he was no, like, oh. Right. And, like, that's how he said it. He was like, well, I hacked a system to change my gender. Yeah. Because they wouldn't change it or something like that. And I was just like, love it.
0: Yeah. at Done. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, what makes you a good intern candidate? Like, I right. was just kind of, like, blown over. Which Perfect. was awesome. Um, and then we have to talk about Hellmouth. Oh. Because I Hellmouth. love her. So, why don't you
1: hit it? So, Hellmouth. Our adorable Hellmouth is an intern. She's perfect. She is in love. And I am not, I'm gonna spoiler it well, for uh, you. Hold on.
0: Let's first mention she is white. Okay, she is white. And she's of larger. I hate that you squeak around it. She's chubby. And nay, she's fat, I would say. Yeah, I know. Because I just grew up like being like, fat is a bad word. I know. We all hate the word fat. But But I'm not using it as an insult, I'm using
1: it as an adjective. Yes, we also need to recognize that it doesn't have to be a derogatory term. Yeah, because fat isn't bad. Yes, I'll get off my soapbox on that, but she's fat (laughs) and I love it. And it's just so nice to have, you know, and not like Grey's Anatomy. Like, I know we talked earlier about, like, Callie Torres being, like, a different Mm -hmm. body type. But it does have multiple different characters of different bodies. Yeah, Arizona has a different body.
0: Yeah, Arizona. She's a little bit bigger.
1: Miranda Bailey is fat. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like it's this brand new thing.
0: But, I don't know. It's just nice to see the different bodies. Yeah, it really is. Like, they do have, like, their skinny, hot people. Yes. But then they do have their, like, they make a heavier set look sexy. Like Cali is sexy. Mm-hmm. Arizona is sexy. Like they make they make everybody look sexy if we're being They make honest. everybody look so good. So it's not like oh different bodies have to look different ways. It's mm-hmm. like nah. They they don't have to wear different clothes. Like they can yeah. wear what they want and look good doing it and Fat does not matter whatsoever.
1: I love it, but so she's just rocking. She's bubbly. She's pretty awkward. Can I so say so Can I say who she's in love? With? Oh yeah, she is in love with Meredith Gray, and it's so fun because it's not. It's just like this unrequited love, and you don't yeah. get a lot of that. Gray's and Anatomy. It's just like this
0: cute little puppy dog, like following. Yeah, Meredith and in the around. show,
1: like in the show that's all about steamy, sexy attraction. Uh-huh. Like it is so nice to have something that is just unrequited love (laughs) that's just and it's so funny like it's really humorous and it's meant to be humorous and it's just perfect everything about it I absolutely
0: adore her. She's she's like my favorite lately. She for might sure. be.
1: I feel like I identify with her on a big level because I'm also like a dorky little puppy dog. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think you're still Arizona because I think you have a little sass in you, mm-hmm. and Hellmouth is just like more oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely very very similar. So there's her. And then the biggest news that happened for, I guess, like the fall finale, whatever you want to talk about. And actually the whole reason why we decided to do this podcast is because of Mr. Glasses. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a doctor. He's an intern for surgery, but he went to medical school. So he's a Dr. Glasses. Dr.
1: Glasses. (laughs) Dr. Love in the glasses. The nerdy... Okay, yeah, the nerdiest folk ever. I'm not actually sure of his real name because everybody just calls him Glass I'm gonna get time. it, I'm
0: Googling. Oh, okay,
1: you're Googling. Anyways, he is a delight. He's one of the interns, he's really dorky, and he's like little mousy man. He is, oh, Schmidt, that is it. You're right. Anyways, he's like this tiny little mouse in the series that, I don't know, is just absolutely delightful.
0: Um. So, I really, really liked Glass's storyline because, you know, sexuality wasn't like mentioned at all for him it (laughs) was not a
1: sexual character (laughs) no
0: he's just very very nerdy like you wouldn't assume like sexual at all yeah and then he has this great storyline with the other doctor that we need to talk about spoiler um, alert dr kim who is asian again so we have another asian character on the show um and who is portrayed as like the new heartthrob like he's one of the two ortho gods that come in new to the season who are literally just there to be sexy he's very sexy i can confirm yeah so what's great is having an asian man be considered sexy Mm -hmm. because i think unfortunately a lot of the time uh white people are just like very turned off to asian men yeah, they don't consider them attractive whatsoever. Um, so to have an Asian man be lusted after mm. is really, really cool. And so the storyline with Kim and uh, glasses is, is Kim is like, hey, like, like, really flirty. And Glasses know. can't figure out if he's actually... And Glasses actually is like, whoa, are you flirty or Glasses just Glasses nice? is too nerdy and he doesn't know these things. Yeah. So, um, definitely spoilers, because I really, really want to talk about this scene. But um, Glasses and Dr. Kim make out in an elevator. And then Dr. Kim is like, wait, hold on. This is the first time you've kissed a boy? Like, He's totally later. going
1: like Arizona and Cali on this, but worse. Yeah,
0: he's all like, no, I've had my coming out story... I don't, don't want to be a part of yours. Yeah, so then he's like, peace, dude. But then, like, the next episode or whatever, they get trapped in an ambulance together. And then Glasses is talking, like, hey, like, when I said I've never done this before, I didn't mean, like, I didn't know I was attracted to men or that I could be gay. He's all like, I've been attracted to men my whole life. He's like, I'm talking about the sexual aspect of it. I've never done done sexual things with people because i've always been looked at as like the nerdy person playing dungeons and dragons yeah i'm not this sexual person Uh uh-huh and i just love that i was like finally like like Mm -hmm. having this nerdy person um which isn't like a queer character that you see ever like this nerdy kind of like little dude but then for it to be like "Whoa, whoa, whoa 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 i don't need a coming out story He's all like, I'm just letting you know that, like, I'm not experienced sexually (laughs) because I am a nerd.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, his whole thing is, like, I am gay, but first I am a nerd. Like, I'm used to being this, like, I don't know. It was just, like, and very much like you, like, his whole identity was not in gay, you know? Like, for me, (laughs) yes. For you, no, and I don't think you see a lot of that. Because you just don't place it all in being gay. You know, so his big point was like, I'm a nerd, I'm a dork, I'm a geek, and I happen to be gay. That is not my whole life.
0: Yeah. So I just really, really dug that. And then also, um, again, spoiler alert, in the ambulance they have a very steamy sex scene. Yeah, it's charged. You know, they both rip their shirts off, they're making out heavily, Mm -hmm. which you don't see men on men sex scenes on primetime television you hardly see men kissing men in general like it's like mentioned like oh yeah like he's the gay one but it's never shown because so many people are offended like women can kind of get away with it because women kissing women is sexy Mm -hmm. but men kissing men is disgusting right that's gay you know like women
1: kissing women that's hot but like oh throw two men and it's gay you're right it's just not a thing that's really accepted.
0: Yeah. And the the, the scene is steamy. Like, you know how we said, like, Cali Arizona scenes weren't equal to the, the straight sex scenes? Uh-huh. I think this was very comparable to the straight sex scenes that that's shown. This is oh, yeah. This is probably as far... As it'll ever. <laughs> as they're allowed to go on primetime television. Yeah. You know, so I really dug that. Um, and then I do have to give a shout-out to Glasses whose real name is Jake Borelli because he wrote this beautiful article. Well, he didn't write it. Uh, he did an interview for gay times magazine uh-huh. where he talks about like how important it is for him to come out and play a queer character. And he just spoke so beautifully about the community and about his story. Um, so please go read it. Like you can find it <laughs> online or you can buy his magazine. Um, so it's really great that the actor is actually queer. I love that. And comes out as queer and then plays a queer character on television, which is really, really great. You know, over the years with Grey's Anatomy, um, you know, I think the only other person that's come out um, who's played a queer character is Sarah Ramirez. Ramirez. So Kelly Torres did come out as bisexual um, in real life, mm-hmm. but after the sh- after she left the show, I believe. Which
1: is funny, yeah.
0: Yeah, a little odd, but totally fine, like. Yeah. So I think it is kind of like, oh, wow, like we can have queer people playing queer characters and a different Mm -hmm. type of queer character. We can showcase a lot of different things that have never been seen before. Yeah. So we just got to give it up to Grey's Anatomy for pushing boundaries and being more diverse than 98% of television shows. So go binge those 15 seasons. I definitely suggest it. I mean, it's a it's a decent show. It's done a lot of good, I think, and I think it's only going to get better, Absolutely. because every time, you know, at the beginning, like yeah, we have people of color. Okay, now we have different people of color with different storylines, and, and it just keeps progressing, and they keep adding, you know, this it's very diversity. in line with the times too. You know, yeah. they pull up those ideas. That yeah. I, just I think really it's learned. ahead just because they're kind of the first ones well, to do these things and kind of like yeah. pave the way for them. I think it's what's needed at the time and uh-huh. they're not afraid to do it. Especially now they're like Ooh, 15 seasons guys like we ain't going nowhere. What are you gonna do? We cancel? just got our contract for three more like. We ain't going nowhere. So they can kind of push boundaries. And to be a television show that has the ability to do things is Mm -hmm. one thing, but having a television show that has the ability and willingness to do stuff is what's very, very important. So support Grey's Anatomy. And support us. And support us by subscribing to us on Podbean, Uh on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Please, if you can, tell a friend about us. Get your other queer people in your life listening to us. Spread the gospel. <laughs> um, but it would be really awesome if you guys can continue to rate us and write reviews to let us know how we're doing. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get social media up. So who knows when that will happen? It yeah, took us forever to get Spotify up. So who knows? Hey, shut up. <laughs> so do all those things for us. But until then, stay queer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>